your hairy little friend knows me as Oroku Saki. But you may call me the Shredder. A kitchen utensil? to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and joining me in studio is Mike Volpe. Hey! Hey! Uh, we had stopped doing news episodes a while ago, but it's been piling up. Mm. <laughs> There's been a lot of big news coming out. So we are going to do a lot of news this episode. We do have some stuff to break it up, too, including... But news doesn't mean boring. Right. News is fun. News is fun. we're going to make fun of stuff. <laughs> well, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in the news, too. Justin so Bieber just... got arrested. Woohoo! <laughs> Even though apparently his uh, alcohol level was so low, it didn't really matter. Like, it shouldn't have even been a DUI. Would anybody in this country have objected to excessive force in, in arresting him? I don't think so. I don't think so. If there was video of cops kicking and beating him, we'd all be like, that's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go right into the news then. Uh, the big story that came out just the other day, actually, on Friday. Oh. Warner Brothers Pictures has announced... That Jesse Eisenberg has been set to star as Lex Luthor in the upcoming Zack Snyder Superman Batman film. That was him. That was him. I didn't. I didn't realize. I saw you. No, I saw Nerdist post a picture before you did, but I didn't. I saw the kid with the bald head, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Except, like, I didn't realize who he was. Oh, okay. I've never. He's he's not bald, as far as I know. I've never seen oh. him bald. That was a Photoshop. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good one, but still a Photoshop. Oh. Do you know who Jesse Eisenberg really is? Isn't that the kid from those movies that looks like the other kid? <laughs> the bootleg version of another guy? or A kind of bootleg of Michael Sarah. Yes, thank type you. Idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse Eisenberg was the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network. Yes. Uh, he's really young to be playing Lex Luthor. Yeah. Considering that, uh, well, Superman's kind of, well, Superman would be in his... Late 20s, early 30s. Early 30s. And Batman is supposed to be older than in the Batman Begins trilogy. Yep. Yeah, Batman's so older. it seems age-wise that they're out of proportion. But Yeah, it does. But if he's going to be good, then who cares? Who knows if he's going to be good, though? I think that's part of the problem. He is a good actor, sure, but his delivery of dialogue has never really changed. What happened to the guy from Breaking Bad becoming Lex Luthor? That would have been awesome. Age-wise, perfect. Brian Cranston would have been the man for that. There were also rumors of Joaquin Phoenix playing Lex Luthor at one point. No, I don't feel it. No? He could have almost just redone what he did in Gladiator. I was just thinking Gladiator. Yeah. I was like, that was the last time he was in a movie that I enjoyed. And he would have, if he did something similar to that, that would have been great but for you, Lex Did Luthor. you see the cell phone movie? The cell phone the movie? The thing that he just did? No. Her or it or whatever it was called? Not yet. Oh. I want to very I'm badly. I'm curious if he was yeah. good in it. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about that movie, and I'm dying to see it. Are people complaining about him being chosen? Oh, yes. I'm sure. Oh, yes. The internet exploded just like... Decided I no longer care about anybody (laughs) choosing anything anymore. Yeah. Who cares? It doesn't matter. The internet exploded again because all the reasons that we're kind of talking about, the fact that... It's like every week the internet has diarrhea in its pants. (laughs) (laughs) He is a lot younger. 
uh, he does kind of have that weird, awkward delivery. Like he's basically going to be playing Mark Zuckerberg, it feels like. But if he does that, for like Lex Luthor is supposed to be very thought out, very confident, very strong. He says his things in a more definitive manner than just dialogue ramble like Jesse Eisenberg tends mm. to do. He's going to have to really step it up from what he normally does if this will be good. And I'm not going to say he can't do it. I'm just going to say he hasn't proven that he can yet. So we don't know. This is his moment to shine. Yeah. Uh, to continue that, though, Snyder stated, quote, Lex Luthor is often considered the most notorious of Superman's rivals, his unsavory reputation preceding him since 1940. What's great about Lex is that he exists beyond the confines of the stereotypical nefarious villain. He's a complicated and sophisticated character whose intellect, wealth, and prominence position him as one of the few mortals able to challenge the incredible might of Superman. Having Jesse in the role allows us to explore that interesting dynamic and also take the character in some new and unexpected directions. So I think that is really what they're trying to do. They're not trying to do Lex as we know him. They're trying to do a different kind of Lex. Whether that works or not remains to be seen. Why change it if it's not broken? Because they, for whatever reason... Because they can. Right. For whatever reason, people want to interpret things as their own. Marvel's doing it right where they're keeping everything as close to the comics and source material as possible. And DC is like, well... Maybe. (laughs) What if Batman wore red Superman wore white? They're not doing that. No, they're not going that far, fortunately, but they are kind of messing around with things. Wonder Woman wore a turtleneck. That's it. Game over. (laughs) No cleavage on Wonder Woman. (laughs) We're out. (laughs) Yeah. That's the breaking point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the thing that just completely has everybody having a meltdown. In addition to Eisenberg, the studio also announced... That Jeremy Irons will play Bruce Wayne's friend and butler, Alfred Pennyworth. I don't know who that guy is. Oh, okay. He's a good casting form. I'll older, say that much. Much older guy. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. He'll be a great Alfred. Uh, in addition to the Man of Steel sequel, Warner Brothers has announced that the Superman-Batman sequel to Man of Steel has been pushed back Oh. to a new release date of May 6th, 2016. Oh. This puts the movie in direct competition with an unspecified Marvel movie, and we'll have to further compete with X-Men Apocalypse as that movie opens one week after. They're trying to build 2016 into another mecca of yeah. movies. Well, it's being pushed back almost a year from its original. Well, that's good. Maybe they're going to, you know, make it better. Yeah. I, I don't think pushing it back is a bad thing. If they pushed it up and they were like, we got to get this out now. Oh, I know. That's a problem. That's a problem. The studio has stated that the reason for the delay is for Zack Snyder to have more time to fully realize his vision which some people are taking as they're doing everything they can to make this the Justice League movie. Uh, that's what some people are speculating on. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just one of the thoughts out there. Yeah. They got to build to it. Yeah. Not much. You don't even have to build a lot. You don't have to do what Marvel did. No, no, but... You know, maybe two movies and then... You know? I know, you can't have one movie and then the next one's Justice League. That doesn't seem so like right. Like Superman and the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where did everybody come from? I know. We're going to introduce everybody in this movie, so we're not going to have time for any kind of real plot. It'll mm-hmm. just be like, hey, there's that guy, and there's that girl, and then that's it. Yep. That guy ran by real fast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know you saw something that I saw on the internet this week. Yep. 
And that is photos featuring Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> photos featuring maquettes and a promotional poster of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character designs for the upcoming movie reboot have spread online. Yo. Also featured is the new design for William Fincher's Shredder. The photos are reportedly from someone close to the production. Shredder was like badass. Yeah, right. That's scary. <laughs> he has almost like a skull looking thing on F the mask. Stuff up. That's what he looks like. <laughs> and he should. He should look really like a monster. Agreed. What do you think of the uh, turtle designs? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. I've decided, like I said, I don't care anymore. Really? I'm, I'm happy with it. Oh, okay. Because the images I showed you before, they looked very reptilian. They and now they're a little more human-like. Mm-hmm. They're all a little different. Yep. They have their little gimmicky thing. Donatello's got glasses on his head and yeah, he's got like the goggles, almost yeah. like night vision. Raphael has a more of a bandana than mm-hmm. just the ninja. What is that? It what like the ninja what do they wear? Well, yeah, I know that's why it's it's almost what do we like call a, it? <laughs> it's like a head sweatband, but then it they is. cut eye holes in it. <laughs> it really serves no purpose other than to identify them as separate turtles, yeah. like because they all looked the same before. I think they look cool. I think they I look really that. good. I'm very happy it's with the a designs. different look. Yeah. Because if they tried to mimic what has already been done, they're going to be compared. Mm-hmm. So it has to be something different. Yeah. I like how they look. Hopefully, Michael Bay doesn't screw up the story. Yeah. Well, Bay is only the producer, keep in mind. He's mm-hmm. not the director. Liebsman is. Uh, but they, I do like how they kind of work the personality of each turtle into them. Almost like the cartoon that's currently on the air, where mm-hmm. they all do look somewhat different in different ways. Like the Donatello character's design is a little skinnier. Because he is the tech guy, so he's not yeah. as physical as the others. Raphael is way beefier than the others because he's just a brawler. Yeah, Mikey's a little shorter, uh, and Leo's kind of the standard that yeah. you would think. He's like the the format that they base the others off of. But it seems like their costumes, their attire has a lot more of a samurai influence too, just like mm-hmm. Shredder's does. Yeah, I'm very happy with what I've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. I don't see too much bitching and complaining about it. No. I wrote, I went through like comments. People for the most part seem okay. Yeah. Anybody who's not okay, there's then a bunch of comments going, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be so. people that complain regardless of what you do. You could show them. They'll complain, but they're still going to pay to see it. It's true. They will. So. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting excited for the movie, and I that need to almost figure out how to get scared. pizza into the theater. My <laughs> uncle was right. I was like, I was pumped. I put it on Facebook that I can't wait to be there with popcorn and a slush. Yeah, and and then he was like, How can you? How can you watch the new Charles Night eat pizza? He's got a point. I have to figure out how to smuggle pizza, and I can't put it in my pockets. <laughs> I'm the master of sneaking we things have into to the get movie. A full pizza into that theater. <laughs> I will make it happen. You know what? With a movie like that, we could probably just walk up to them with the box and say. Hey, we're seeing the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And it'll be like, right this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right this they way. You should gentlemen. actually sell pizza <laughs> yeah. in the theater yeah. that night. That'd be smart. Good Some per- of them do, but Can- I'm not going to pay $9 for a slice of pizza. Well, yeah. Can you imagine the promotions that are going to come up now with all the like pizza chains? Is it going to be Domino's? I, would, I that really gets it hope or- they do something. If they don't, they miss the boat <coughs> big time. I, yeah, perfect opportunity. Yep. Moving on, Marvel Studios has announced that Michael Douglas has joined the cast of Ant-Man in the role of Hank Pym. Douglas will star opposite Paul Rudd, who has now been confirmed to be playing Scott Lang. Director Edgar Wright provided some insight to the plot that involves both incarnations of the character. Uh, in case you're not familiar, which I, I was going to say, who is Hank Pym <laughs> right. and what does he do? <laughs> now, Hank Pym is, who is the... Who is the body and what does he do? He is the predominant Ant-Man, the one that we all kind of know. Oh. 
Hank Pym is the one that was Ant-Man and then Giant Man could change between the two. And he's being played by the older actor, by Michael Douglas. Scott Lang is another version of the character that at one point stole the Ant-Man suit to be like a bank robber. And then it ended up kind of being a hero and being another version of Ant-Man. And now both of those versions of the character will take place in this movie. Oh. So they're going to have a whole bunch of stuff so going Paul on. Paul Rudd is the version of the guy who stole the costume? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, so what director Edgar Wright said is that, quote, the idea that we have for the adaptation is to actually involve both Henry Pym and Scott Lang. So you actually do a prologue where you see Pym as Ant-Man in action in the 60s in sort of a Tales to Astonish mode, basically. And then the contemporary sort of flash forward is Scott Lang's story and how he comes to acquire the suit, how he crosses paths with Henry Pym, and then in an interesting sort of Machiavellian way, teams up with him. Cool. So I like the direction they're taking with that. That seems interesting. Yeah. It's not just, hey, here's your superhero. Here's his origin story of just him. And But no, it's multiple versions of the same character. I like it. Yeah. Uh, seizing the open spot left behind by the Superman Batman movie, Marvel Studios has announced that Ant-Man has moved up two wow. weeks to release on July 17th, 2015. So as soon as that spot opened up, they jumped right in. Cool. But that also still means that X-Men, we're going to have two Marvel movies go boom, boom. Not necessarily Marvel Studios because X-Men is Fox, but it's still going to be Ant-Man and then the next week, X-Men Apocalypse. That's pretty mm. crazy. Yeah. But, but look at next it'll be year. Fun. 2015 yeah. is just <laughs> oh, it's gonna a be smorgasbord of movie. Yeah. And there's still more being added. I got to start saving up. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to need like three grand for the amount of movies we're going to watch. You're going to have to start buying some AAA tickets. I think Save so. yourself money. Can't tell you how much money that saves me. Maybe we could work out a deal with a theater to uh, review their movies and give them some promotion. If that we, would be uh, nice. That'd be really nice. I'd love to do that. Anybody listening? <laughs> 13 months after Spider-Man's alter ego was fatally squashed, Peter Parker is making his return to the pages of Marvel Comics this April in The Amazing Spider-Man number one. So even though he died... They're starting over? He's coming back. I, I think the... The Amazing Spider-Man series is starting over. There's different Spider-Man books. Right now, it's the Superior Spider-Man. Oh. And this will be the Amazing Spider-Man number one. I thought Amazing Spider-Man had already been done. It had. But I think that series ended. The whole Marvel Now thing, and they started over their numbers, too, kind of like DC did. Oh. And it was it's weird. I can't even keep track anymore. It's such a mess. <laughs> it is. Uh, but for people that forget... Peter Parker met his demise at the hands of Dr. Octopus, who trapped his archenemy's mind in his own dying body just in time for him to croak. Doc Ock survived in Parker's body to take up the mantle of Spider-Man with no one else the wiser. Writer Dan Slott had known Parker's death wasn't permanent, and the wall crawler would be back in the relaunched Amazing Spider-Man series, but he had to endure reaction ranging from death threats to internet backlash to children's tears while maintaining secrecy. Huh. So for the last year, he's been... What happened with the Spanish guy that's Spider-Man? Oh, Miles Morales? Yeah. That is in the Ultimate Universe. Oh. So there are different versions of... Yeah, I know. This is chaotic. <laughs> Why can't we just have Spider-Man? Yeah. And then we have, like, X-Men. Yeah. But there's got to be Uncanny X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man and Superior Spider-Man. And yeah. Well, in DC, too, there's, like, Earth-1 and there's Earth-2, but they all happen within the same universe. In Marvel, it's a little different where they have the main universe, the normal storylines. Then they have the ultimate universe. So there's no overlap between the two. It's like it's different versions. Much. It is. Where do you start? As If I wanted to pick up a comic book, it's like, I don't even know where to start. And that's the reason they are kind of doing reboots. 
but they still are maintaining both universes, and that's part of the problem. So the more convoluted you make it, the harder Ugh. you make it for new people to have an entry point. It is weird. More than 20 years after his groundbreaking series, The Cosby Show, went off the air, Bill Cosby is making plans to return to network television. Cosby will, according to Deadline, headline a new, currently untitled sitcom that will air on NBC. Details on the new series are few, but it's said to follow a multi-generational family. The article also notes that Cosby is working with writer Tom Straw to plan a potential reboot of the animated Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, <laughs> which could also head to television in the near future. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. My voice lends itself to certain things. Bill's back. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. That's going to be the name of the show. Bill's back. Bill's back. Bill's back. <laughs> I think they'd have to put Cosby in it somewhere. Remember the follow up. This is not the Cosby show. No, no. They no, had that's the, the oh, title. that's the name. <laughs> this is not the That sounds like a parody porn. They have all those oh, like this yeah. is not whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Cosby's Triple X. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't need to see that. No. No. Just destroy our childhoods right there. That'd be oh. wrong on so many levels. It'd be worse if it was Fat Albert. This is not Fat Albert Triple oh, X. God. Oh. <laughs> Would you watch a Cosby a new Cosby show? Probably not. No. No. Did you no like interest. the original stuff? I've, I've watched episodes here and there. Okay. It wasn't anything I was drawn into. I watched Family Matters and Step by Step. Yeah, yeah. Boymius World. Those were the shows I watched. Absolutely. Not really much of the Cosby show. Although I could watch it. It's on Netflix. Right. Maybe I will. Suspected to be the result of her inevitable arrival on the big <clears> screen <throat> in Zack Snyder's Superman Batman movie, CW president Mark Petowitz told The Hollywood Reporter that the network is no longer developing Amazon, the planned series that would explore the origins of Wonder Woman. All gone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I wonder why. It's just overshadowed, because oh. when when you're going to bring her into the continuity of the motion picture, movies take precedence over TV. Even though we countlessly say that television seems to be the expanding medium, and the kind yeah. of focus and the better quality stuff is now happening on TV... Movies are still given precedence because they're more profitable. Mm. So if she's going to be a character in the movie universe, then there's no need right now to do her on television. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> See how it works out for them. Uh, we talked before in the past about what would happen with Paul Walker and his character in yes. re regards to the Fast and Furious franchise. And we have an answer. Ooh, we do. We do. After the unexpected loss of Paul Walker, it was speculated that Fast and Furious 7 would kill off his character Brian O'Connor. The Hollywood Reporter claims that the current plan is to retire O'Connor without killing him off. The studio hopes to do this in a way that will satisfy fans and make use of the existing footage of Walker. The proposed plan would also include a way for the franchise to continue without him. Oh, interesting that they're not going to kill him off. Yeah, I think that's a little weird. How are you going to retire him? <coughs> Well, that was a retirement speech. I know, right? I heard that they were going to use his brothers, like, as stunt doubles, like, shots from behind. Oh, like they body do, doubles, yeah. One of them does look very much like him. Yep. Like, the, you could tell all three are brothers. They look very similar. Hmm. One of them, though, is very close. I don't know. I am curious to see. I'm guessing Fast and Furious 7 will be very, very profitable just out of that curiosity alone <clears throat> for people. Yeah. But who knows? I'll just... Look it up online. <laughs> I haven't seen. I only saw Fast and Furious one and two. I haven't seen any other. Oh, okay. Ones. I went to six. Well, I I watched five and five was no good. I didn't think I watched six because it was a free screening and I really enjoyed it. Actually, mm. 
So I would see seven. I don't know if I'd pay for it, but if I can go to another screening of it, I'll definitely go. I'll see it at some point. Probably not in theater, though. Was The Rock in Fast Five? He was. That was the where he was introduced into the franchise. And he is obviously in six, and yeah. he's in seven as well. So he's like a recurring character now. Yeah. Also in Paul Walker news, 20th Century Fox had set Paul Walker to headline a new big screen adaptation of the video game Hitman. It's now being reported that the film, which will be titled Agent 47, has set star Rupert Friend to play the title role. Friend is best known for his work on Homeland. He, Paul Walker, would not have been a good Agent 47. I don't think so no, either. That was who thought of that idea? <laughs> I don't on. know. Somebody should be fired. I don't know. We did report on that a long time ago, but I'd even forgot about it. Yeah. By the time I saw this it new just article. It doesn't fit in that role. It was a weird choice. Timothy Oliphant played him in the Hitman movie. Like, and Agent 47, where well. are you? He's like, I'm surfing, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Driving real fast. Plus, Agent 47's always bald. He has to be. I can't yeah. see Paul Walker shaving his head. I don't know. No. I, don't, I wonder how he would even look with a shaved head. That'd be weird. I, I picture his head being very lumpy. They'd have to CGI it around. I don't know why. I just figure his head's lumpy. <laughs> and CGI the barcode on. The whole movie's just, it ends up being a sequence from the game. Yeah. They just have all the characters created from scratch, and it's not about the live actors at all. <laughs> Speaking of uh, some of those older TV shows that we used to watch, this was uh, this happened a little while ago, but we hadn't talked about it yet because we haven't done news in so long. Actor James Avery who played the beloved Uncle Phil on the hit 1990s sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, had passed away at the age of 68 due to complications from open-heart surgery. Besides playing the beloved character on the show and ranked as one of TV Guide's 50 greatest TV dads of all time, Avery was a prominent voice actor who supplied... Do you know what voice he did? Shredder? He did. The voice of Shredder in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles television cartoon and... The voice of War Machine in the animated Iron Man series. Oh, I did not know that. He's definitely more known for Shredder than he is War Machine. And the Iron Man series was very short-lived, I believe. Uh, most recently, he filmed a cameo in Zach Braff's new Kickstarter-funded film, Wish I Was Here, which will premiere at the Sundance Film Festival, or has premiered already at the Sundance Film Festival. I wrote this before. <laughs> that all took place. But that's a big bummer. Uncle Phil's gone. Yeah. So much for a reunion. I know, right? Everyone had hoped after seeing there was that footage of uh, Will Smith and Alfonso Rivera. Yeah. Like on a BBC talk show kind of got back together and did the whole Fresh Prince theme and stuff. And then Jaden Smith was there, too, to mess it all up. Yeah, but. of course. <laughs> was that really his son in the TV show at the end? In in Fresh Prince? Oh, wait. What TV show? In Fresh Prince. When the who's the little kid that was introduced? Like, it's supposed to be his little cousin. Really? Oh, I don't even Nicky, remember. Nick something. Do you remember him? I don't like know last if I really season or two. hung with the show. Uh, what's her face? Uh, his aunt there got pregnant. Oh, really? But I thought that was Will Smith's. Isn't it like, Will, does Will Smith have a brother? I don't know. I thought there was a relation to the young kid that was in it. Oh, maybe. I'm it's just not unaware his son, of it. But I, I mean, because he didn't have a son then, but I don't think. Hmm. I thought it was like a relation, like a cousin, or I mean, uh, a brother. I don't know. Maybe the internet will tell us. <laughs> Maybe. Google search that shit. If you guys know, let us know. Because we don't know. I hate this kid. I don't <laughs> want to. I would be so pissed off. Yeah? Oh, I would be so pissed if he brought it back at, with his kid. Oh, oh. no. Nope, that's it. I'm burning the Hollywood sign down. The Fresh the Prince sign. of Bel-Air with 
with this Jaden Smith. With this yeah. kid. Oh. That'd be obnoxious. Not be a fan of that. Hey, you want to play a game? Yes. I Let's like play games. a game. Okay. We're going to take a break from the news to do uh, a news-related game. And this is the fake news. If you've never heard us play the fake news, it works like this. I have three news stories to read to you. One of these three is fake. One of these three is not like the other. (laughs) And it is Mike Volpe's job to figure out which of the three is the fake one. Yeah. And you're one for one, I think, in this game. So So, uh, it's time to get on the winning side, I think. News story number one. Microsoft is working on a new way for gamers to get their Xbox Live service for free with a catch. The free version of Xbox Live would require subscribers to have an Xbox One console and an active Kinect camera. The Kinect camera identifies product logos within its view and delivers related advertising on the user's navigation menus. If no product logos are found within view, the ads revert to a default stream. Okay. Story number two. Think about that. Okay. Story number two. A sequel to 2009's Paul Blart Mall Cop is moving forward. Andy Flickman is in talks to direct with Kevin James, set to reprise his title role. James will also co-write the script alongside Nick Bakay, as was the case with the original. I hope that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why do you do this to me? Story number three. Yep. Frito-Lay has revealed a new, amazing flavor of Cheetos that infuses Mountain Dew with the crunchy snack. The new Mountain Dew Cheetos are dusted with the soda's signature sweet, fizzy taste that bears a similarity to lemon-lime chips. Unfortunately, like all crazy and wonderful ideas, Mountain Dew Cheetos are only available in Japan. So to recap the three stories, for those of you who are listening, uh, Microsoft is potentially going to be offering a free version of Live that involves the Kinect camera, the Paul Blart Mall Cop sequel is moving forward, and Frito-Lay came up with Mountain Dew Cheetos, selling them in Japan. Which of those three is fake? I'm trying to figure out if Pepsi owns Frito-Lay. Oh, interesting. In my head. Yep. Because I'm picturing that map of America. Interesting. And it has the major companies and who owns what. That's what's holding me up. If I knew whether they owned Frito-Lay, I would know whether that was the fake. <laughs> Part of me thinks it's true because it would be sweet and salty. So mm-hmm. It works. Lemon-lime flavoring would work on those chips. Okay. It's just kind of a tortilla thing anyway. But I feel like Microsoft – I don't think Microsoft – I'm stuck between Microsoft and uh, the other one. I just don't I, – I could see them doing Paul Blart too. Yeah. Because I think it was successful. Okay. What the hell else is he doing? He's just going to do Grown Ups 4 is what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Before 3. Didn't they do 3? Not yet. Oh, okay. Oh, that was 2. Yeah. I was so, I thought there were 3. What are you going to do? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, this one is tough to even try to figure. I'm, I'm going to go with Microsoft being the fake story. Yeah. Because, I mean, who who has, who has if you had a camera right there pointing at your table, mm-hmm. there's not a logo anywhere in sight. Right. Like, who just leaves shit out with logos everywhere? Who has Pepsi things stapled to their wall? Nobody. Well, it says if you don't, if you don't have logos, it, it de- reverts to the default stream. Yeah. So, so random advertisements. Right. But how is that going to offset them charging for... No, I think Microsoft is the fake story. Yeah. Final answer. Final <laughs> answer. I buzzed in. Okay. Uh, the fake story. Uh-oh. <laughs> you always yeah. get so nervous. I do, because I hate losing. Yeah. The fake story. <laughs> is 
Microsoft. Yeah, it is. Um, I also would like you to know that there was a there was a, a method to you. the first time you did it. Yeah. C was the fake story. The second time you did it, B was the fake story. And now this time you did it, A is the fake story. Was it? Yeah. Oh. So when you did it last time and B was it, I went, A is going to be the one next time. And sure enough. Really? Yeah. I kind. I didn't even know I was doing that. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad Microsoft is a fake story. I also would like to get my hands on those Fritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, can we buy them from Japan and have them? Shipped over? If we buy in bulk, it'd be well, worth. uh, to go over the other two stories, yeah, just to, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop sequel is moving forward. Yeah. The original grossed $183 million worldwide on a $26 million that's, budget. That's good. So even though people good. make fun of it like crazy, yeah. it was a very profitable movie. I saw for it him. in the theater. Yeah. Because I, it looked funny, but then I realized that the funny parts were what they showed us. Right. And as far as the Mountain Dew Frito, uh, things go, here's an image. Of the container. Yeah. Uh, so you can see oh. that it actually does exist. Pepsi yep. does own Frito-Lay. Okay. Back in 2008, there was a mystery flavor of Doritos called Quest in the U.S., which tasted similar to Mountain Dew. Frito-Lay Japan also rolled out Pepsi-flavored Cheetos yep. a while back. See, these don't even look... I wish... Well, the the listeners can go look, but yep. they're interesting because they don't actually... What they look like is not a Frito. It looks... Hi, Anna. Anna's here. Hi, Anna's Anna. here. Anna, we just finished playing the fake news. And I got it right because I figured out Rob's system of fake news. <laughs> <laughs> is it always the second one? There was a math equation involved with a lot of exponential things, and I figured it out. As soon uh, as Anna puts her headset on, yeah. I'll kick her in here. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Mike. So these Fritos don't look like Fritos. They look more like uh, cheese, not cheese puffs. What are the? Well, Cheetos are Cheetos. like cheese puffs. They yeah, just don't have cheese. It looks like a Cheeto without cheese on it. Yeah. But it tastes like Mountain Dew. That's cool. So, Azana, you just come in, you're seeing Mountain Dew uh, Cheetos on the screen. Uh, we talked about how the Paul Blart sequel is moving forward. That was the first real story. And the second one being that in Japan, Mountain Dew Cheetos do exist. What do you think? <laughs> they, they're lemon lime flavored. Okay. So, all right. Wait. So, if they're Fritos. What was the first one? The Paul Blart sequel, Paul Blart Mall Cop with Kevin James. There's going to be a sequel to that. Wait, what was the second and one? And that's again? really happening. And then this was the second one that's real. Gross. Would you eat those? No. Why, Why not? I don't like I don't like weird food combinations. Yeah. Like I'm really I don't I'm not picky. Like I like a lot of things, but I don't like things in a weird combo. Like I wouldn't want fruit and cheese. Yeah. Like I don't like I want either. Well, something. there's no See, cheese there. It's just lemon lime flavored. And it would crunchy. be like they like the only reason Cheetos taste like cheese is because they take that puff, whatever it is, and they sprinkle it with the cheese dust. Now, if they don't sprinkle it with the cheese dust and they put on this dust instead. So it's like a rice puff with that lemon and lime. Right. No. 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 Too bad for you because Mike Volpe and I will enjoy them. (laughs) Oh, you have one? I had these imported from Japan. You did? He just whipped out the cup from I don't know where. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Yep. I saw these. I saw this story. (laughs) I saw this story a while ago. I knew I had to include it on the fake news. And I said, I'm ordering them immediately. So that we can, can you, have them. Can you just tell me what you paid in shipping? Uh, I don't. Well, I didn't buy just this from Japan. Oh, I actually bought my dad's <laughs> I birthday a present too. No, <laughs> I imported it. Surprise! <laughs> she pops out of the closet. Look, man, Valentine's Day is coming up, oh, and I need company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Logan. sure they are perfectly nice. So, um, well, no, I bought uh like these what the Mountain Dew things or the Chinese ones? Chinese women. <laughs> oh, okay. I bought Kit Kat like variety packs. They have super weird flavors of Kit Kat in Japan, cool. and my dad loves Kit Kat, so I imported some boxes of those variety packs for his birthday. What kind present. of flavors? 
Um, like there's a like a what is it? Stra- there's a strawberry cheesecake one. That's awesome. Uh, there's a green tea one. There's like an apple berry medley one. But then there's one that's like red bean sandwich huh. because I guess they use like a red bean paste for a lot of desserts oh. in Japan. So they like add sugar and stuff to it. So it's apparently good. Hmm. But there's like 12 different flavors wow. of Kit Kat that I got them. And I was like, you know what? I might as well Hell get yeah. these while I'm getting them. Cool. So, uh, oh, he's opening it. Crank Come on, Anna, you open. should try it. I'll try it. I just, right. I wouldn't like buy them and eat them probably. I'm yeah. probably not going to like it, but I don't know I'll how try much. Anything. I forget how much it was to actually ship. It probably wouldn't have been more by itself, but this actual container was like just over $3, I think. So I'm going to take a few of those. And, uh, is it good? Hmm. Tastes like a Starburst. Not bad. No, not bad. Yeah, I don't like it. No? It tastes like Mountain Dew, though. I'll give it that. Oh, that's cool. I'll give it that. I wouldn't eat these, though. It is a little fizzy, too. It is. Yeah. It reminds me of a cereal, and I can't put my finger on which cereal it is. Hmm. There's That's a cereal. Not bad. It, it ta- it's um Fruit Loops. Tastes yeah. a little bit like Fruit Loops. Yes, it does. Yep. Mm. I like it. We're just crunching into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like it. It's good. That's not bad at all. There's no English on this cup. So <laughs> I know, right? They don't even have a nutritional label. Nope. You just put stuff in their face. Yep. That's why they're short. That's why I was very, <laughs> I was very afraid to even <laughs> get them, but I had to. It's Mountain Dew, man. Do you remember that time that we took all the Mountain Dew flavors and mixed them together and made Mountain Dew X? I do. Nitroglycerin. Yep. yep. It's other name. Yeah. And this was before they came out with, what was it? The MDX? It, yeah. Yeah. We took every possible flavor there was, including the Taco Bell like whatever the kind blue. of lime was, that was. Wasn't it blue? I thought it was blue. Something like that. Yeah. We got crazy. It was like five different kinds of Mountain Dew. We mixed them all together. <laughs> we got crazy and had one it. night and mixed Mountain Dew. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know. That, that was our craziness and yeah. up. That's the only kind of drugs I experiment with. Yeah, everybody, everybody else in <laughs> college got loaded and, you know, tried experimental drugs and yeah. we mixed Mountain Dew. <laughs> and my head almost exploded. <laughs> it was very sugary. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't at that point. It didn't taste like anything either because it was just like so many. Did it just everything. turn brown in a cup? Yeah, the color was brown. It was essentially when you did the same thing at summer camp and you had all like we used to go and get a slush puppy and have a mix all the flavors. And we called it a Tasmanian Devil. That was one name. Or a Suicide was the other name for it. And you just run down the row and get pumps off of every flavor and end up with what you end up with. (laughs) Just at that point, tastes like sugar water, pretty much. Which is really all we needed. (laughs) Right. Which is what we expected it to taste like. That's it. Uh, This is a good time to take a break. And we'll be back with a lot more news. Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash store. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, You've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. A long time ago, we used to 
this is Charisma Carpenter, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. Yes, you are. Welcome back. Much more news stories for you. Here's the first one. Fans of filmmaker Kevin Smith should be pleased to learn that his plans to retire after making Clerks 3 have changed. Woo! Because he needs more money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he does, though. He's super successful in uh, his podcasting empire and all the stuff that he's well, doing. Well, he could just push Clerks 3 back. People are like, oh, yeah, when I do Clerks 3, right, and he just right. never does Clerks Well, he actually is working on it, but oh. although he still plans to close out, at least for now, his Askewniverse with another big screen adventure starring his iconic slacker duo of Dante Hicks and Randall Graves, Smith is heading into 2014 with a new creative mantra and at least one all-new project titled Helena Handbag. As a name, Helena Handbag. Helena Handbag. Like saying hell in a handbag. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Smith posted on his Facebook page, quote, From now until I drop dead, I'm only ever going to make a flick that only I would could ever make. Jersey Girl, Zack and Mary, Cop Out, While I Love Them All, these are movies anybody could make. Like them or hate them? Nobody else but me could have or would have ever made Clerks or Chasing Amy or Dogma or Red State or Clerks 2 or Mallrats or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I let my view askew get standardized for a while there, so much so that I was happy to walk away from it for three years and do other shit. But after conceiving and shooting Tusk in less than six months, I realized that film isn't in my blood. My films are in my blood, and some of them are still in there, so I better get them out. Smith went on to confirm that Clerks 3 will begin shooting in May, and after that he'll be working on the script for Helena Handbag, to which he gave the following description. The plot of the movie concerns mankind teaming up with Hell to save existence from extinction at the hands of a rapturing giant Jesus, which means the budget has to be low, because nobody's going to want to make that movie at all. And I know this going in, so I won't be heartbroken if it never goes beyond the script. But if the script is funny enough, who knows? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like dogma too, is almost what in a way, yeah. Yeah. He's kind of tackling the religious the thing. Giant again. Buddy Christ just torturing the world. I think like it's Godzilla. a funny idea, yeah, to have Jesus as the enemy and then hell being <laughs> the allies of Earth. That's funny. I'm happy to see he's still gonna be doing stuff and doing stuff in his own voice. Yeah. That's preferable to me. I have huge news for you, Mike Volpe. What? Huge news. Huge? You're going to be thrilled. Are you ready for this? I have a feeling the sarcasm. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Sci-Fi and the Asylum have announced <gasps> that Ian Ziering and Tara Reid are set to reprise their roles as Finn and April in Sharknado <gasps> 2, the second one. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a god. Set to begin filming in New York on February yes. 13th. The sequel will once again be directed by Anthony Ferrante with a screenplay by Thunder Levin. Thunder Levin. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. This is going to be awesome. Sharknado 2 is scheduled to premiere on Sci-Fi in July. Nice. So we don't even have that long to wait. I'm excited. Yeah, they're going to wait. They're filming it now, and it's going to be ready by July. You so got that it's gonna right. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> it's going to be great. The best part is, with a, a time frame like that, they have every excuse to reuse existing special effects <laughs> <laughs> that they already used for the first one. I wouldn't Fantastic. be surprised if we see the same tornadoes, the yep. same sharks. The same dummy footage of sharks swimming in the ocean that don't at all gel with the rest of the footage. I wonder if this one will have another Home Alone 
like star. Oh, that'd be amazing. If they just went that route. Well, how great would it be if he somehow survived? <laughs> He's back. Did we see him actually die? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. He went back for his chair or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Very exciting. Oh, this was good. HBO has announced that their Emmy-winning drama series, The Newsroom, will begin production on its third and final season this spring, which is, I'm happy that they're getting another season, because I thought they might have been done. I don't know what the ratings were like. I don't think they're great, great. Uh, I know it's a very critically acclaimed show. I really enjoy it. I think it's really well done. Who's in it? Jeff Daniels oh, is the right. lead. Yep. Uh, Olivia Munn's in it, Mike Volpe. Yay, yeah. Olivia Munn. <laughs> But it's a really, really good show, and they did kind of end it in a way that they could have ended everything at the end of the second season. A bomb goes off in the newsroom? <laughs> no, no, That's no. how you end it. No, it was actually a really nice way to kind of end everything, but uh, they're doing a third season, which I am excited for, but they have announced it's definitely the last. So that's cool, too. I mean, it's a great show. To go out on three seasons feels short, but okay. But if it's three solid seasons, then... Right, then good's good, man. How can you complain? Exactly. Disney's classic cartoon chipmunk duo, Chip and Dale, are being revived for the big screen. How do you feel about it, Anna? Um, I I try to keep kids' movies with, like, a grain of salt. Because yeah. I'm like, it's for kids, so it's probably great. If you have a five-year-old, you're probably like, yay, I have some reason to go to the theater with my five-year-old. See, I so still I'm end like, up seeing them all, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not something I want to see. It's probably going to be CGI, right? Uh, the studio has picked up a pitch from Robert Rugen, an award-winning, award-winning commercials director who is writing an updated take on the characters in what is being envisioned as a live-action CG hybrid. So probably similar to Alvin and the the Chipmunks or something like that. So not interested, but, you know, that doesn't mean they shouldn't make it. I'm sure it'll be funny for five-year-olds. Yeah, (laughs) Mandeville Films, the Disney-based production shingle that is also behind the studio's Muppets franchise, is producing. So that's another tip of the hat. Oh, wait, wait. I did forget to mention one important detail. It's not just Chip and Dale. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. All right. Now I'm excited. <laughs> that changes everything. Do you know what this is, my guess? Yeah, it's uh, Rescue Rangers, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. One of the best cartoon theme songs. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> It's from Chippendale Rescue Rangers that the new project would spring, as the plan is to tell an origin story of sorts. I I changed my vote. (laughs) I had a feeling you might. Rescue Rangers was a great show. Disney Afternoon was great. We were talking the other day about the Gummy Bears. That show was awesome. It was pretty good. Yeah, I love the Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears was not the one I was excited about. Darkwing Duck was awesome. Oh, that was, I was... I mean, it's kind of like a Disney version of Batman. Right. Why is he going to come back? Yeah. He, I know, right? He, he could do a movie. That would be... That would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Very cool. That is exciting. Very cool. Uh, a sequel to 2012 sleeper comedy hit Pitch Perfect is moving forward at Universal Pictures. Not only are stars Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson expected to return, but the film will also serve as the directorial debut for the original film's producer, Elizabeth Banks. Pitch Perfect 2 will be scripted by Kay Cannon, who also wrote the original, and will continue to explore the comedic musical world of competitive acapella groups. A release date of May 15th, 2015 has been announced, so throw one more into the 2015 ring. 
I'm oddly enough excited for it. Of course you are. <laughs> I enjoyed the first one to the point where I bought it. Wow. Yeah. Have either of you seen no. the first I've, one? I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing straight through, but I'm pretty sure I've seen the whole thing. In pieces. In pieces. Because yeah. my, nie- my niece watches it like all the time. Oh, okay. Which... I guess a lot of little kids watch it because they really? like that kind. Of, well, they like that kind of music, but there's kind of language in it. So yeah, I, I want to let my kid watch it, but a it's lot not of kids, a kid movie. No, but they like all that poppy kind of music stuff. Yeah. So I think they probably ignore most of the dialogue and just get into the songs. And there's some raunchy stuff in there. There is. <laughs> there is. Uh, this purposely moved later in the show because I knew you would be coming later, Anna. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard this. This is very, very recent. In an upcoming interview conducted by Emma Watson, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling drops a bombshell. She regrets putting Ron and Hermione together. I saw that article. I didn't read it. I will fill you in. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Rowling says that she should have put Hermione and Harry together in the series instead of Hermione and Ron. Uh, No, so wrong. No, so wrong. I don't even care that she wrote it. That's wrong. (laughs) They should have just made it a love triangle. I know. Well, it kind of was. No, it wasn't, which is why it was cool. Because it wasn't fucking predictable. Oh, the main character guy and the main character girl get together. Like, I liked that it was kind of separate from the main storyline. That's (laughs) way better that way. Well, I wrote the Hermione-Ron relationship as a form of wish fulfillment, she says. That's how it was conceived, really, for reasons that have very little to do with literature and far more to do with me clinging to the plot. As I first imagined it, Hermione ended up with Ron. Rowling continued, I know, I'm sorry, I can hear the rage and fury it might cause some fans, but if I'm absolutely honest, distance has given me perspective on that. It was a choice I made for very personal reasons, not for reasons of credibility. Am I breaking people's hearts by saying this? I hope not. Watson didn't seem shocked by the comments and agreed with her. I think there are fans out there who know that too and who wonder whether Ron would have really been able to make her happy. Rowling also says that Ron and Hermione would have needed relationship counseling. I think that... That's like way too complicated for what it was in the book. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not upset. I don't care what she says because she wrote it and I'm happy she wrote it the way she did. So it doesn't really matter at this point because yep. that's what happened. And I'm happy that that's what happened. So, I mean, <laughs> it just would have been too cheesy and predictable. It and is I, kind of the norm. As, as, as it was, it was a story about teenagers. So right. it just would have made it that much more mainstream. If Harry got together with Hermione, it would have just been like, Bleh. right, you know. This way, it was like a kind of a side plot. You'd get like cute little bits and pieces of it. And then they got together at the end and it was like, okay, all right, well, back to Harry now, though. You know what I mean? Like, because it wasn't about that. It was kind of nice that for once the dorky guy got the girl instead of the chosen one. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was just a, I think it's a way better choice. It's a geek victory. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a better, it's a more dynamic plot choice. Yeah. I mean, I just think, why would you go with the obvious choice? Right. You regret not doing the thing that everyone else has done before you. <laughs> right. That doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not like, she's not breaking my heart, but it's just like, I'd like to have an actual conversation with her and be like, why? I feel like she's really slowly losing why. her marbles. So. Probably. I mean, that because yeah. even that, that quote doesn't explain why. Right. Right. Okay. okay. So you didn't go with your personal gut feeling or you didn't, you don't think you should have gone with your gut feeling? Why? Right. right. You're the writer. <laughs> like that doesn't it like that doesn't even make any sense. Right. 
Fans hoping for Sam Neill to appear in the upcoming Jurassic World will be disappointed oh, to learn the <laughs> that Come the on. franchise is moving forward without Dr. Alan Grant. How is that possible? I'm sorry. He wasn't in the second one. He wasn't, no. Yeah, and the second one was like, eh. The second one was better than the third one, though. It he was. was back in the third one. The True. third one was awful. He was in the third one, but didn't feel like he wanted to be in the third one. Because he didn't. Right. So he Even probably doesn't want to be, in... be in the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Neil said but to the examiner. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Neil said to the examiner, quote, I'm sure it's going to be great, but they don't need me. I think there's a whole new cast and a whole new look at things, and I think that's great. As I said, I'd never say no, but I wish them well. The so I don't even think he was asked. That they actually just dropped Spider-Man on the island, and they're like, good luck. <laughs> That'd be fun to watch. Spider-Man versus the dinosaurs. Yeah. There's dinosaurs in uh, Lego Marvel superheroes. Oh. Yeah, it's cool. You nice. get on an island, and there's raptors everywhere. I can't wait to play that game. It's so much fun. <laughs> Mike Judge, the creative mind behind Office Space, Beavis and Butthead, and King of the Hill, is set to bring his irreverent brand of humor to HBO in a new comedy series titled Silicon Valley. Partially inspired by Judge's own experiences as a Silicon Valley engineer in the late 80s, the show kicks off its eight-episode season Sunday, April 6th at 10.30 p.m. The cast of Silicon Valley includes Thomas Middleditch, T.J. Miller, Zach Woods, Kumail Nanjiani, Martin Starr, Josh Brenner, Christopher Evan Welch and Amanda Crew. Cool. Sure, it'll be very raunchy. I yeah. love Mike Judge. It's awesome. I do too. I actually just talked to Camille about it a couple weeks ago. Oh, did you know? I did. What happened with Beavis and Butthead? It came back and is it gone again? I it came back for like I, one season and that's it. I read that he's having trouble doing the voices. Oh really? As he's gotten older. Oh he's, he it like hurts his voice. So I think he said like Beavis didn't sound the same and he was unhappy with it. Really? But obviously you can't get anybody else to do it. Right, right. So um that's what I I heard. I don't know if that's true, but That's a shame because yeah. it was a really it good was awesome. season. Yeah. And I loved how they took um instead of music videos, they did the reality shows. It's that like was a perfect. Yeah. Like replacement. I want more so badly. They never said it was canceled, really. I think the door's still open if he wants to do more. Yeah, I think it was his decision, not theirs. That's a huge bummer. I know. It was so good. It was awesome. I was so worried it was going to be just like feel old, but it didn't at all. It was like home again. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Announces being in development back in November. The CW has ordered a pilot for iZombie. Based on the Vertigo comic series created by Chris Robertson and Michael Alred, Veronica Mars creator Rob Thomas and Diane Ruggiero will executive produce the series, which sees a med student turned zombie working in a coroner's office. In order to maintain her humanity, she'll be forced to dine on the brains of the deceased. But in doing so, she will absorb their memories and use it to solve their murders, among other crimes. It's unclear if the series will go head on into the supernatural territories of the source material, which saw the main character Gwen partner up with a ghost, a mummy, a were-dog, and a group of vampires. Thoughts? What the hell is a were-dog? It's like a werewolf, except they turn into a dog instead That's of a terrible. wolf. That sounds Turns like... into like a chihuahua. By <laughs> <laughs> accident. Yep, 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 this yep, show yep. sounds terrible. Who it's, greenlit this? It sounds like a really cool comedy comic book. Like, I'd probably actually read that as a comic book, right. but I don't think it's going to translate to screen. Right. Well, knowing the CW, it's just going to put a whole bunch of, like, really attractive people in it and try to make some sort of melodrama. and Which is why it's going to be bad, and right. the comic book's probably funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Speaking of Veronica Mars, though, as uh, the creator was mentioned in that last one, Amazon has announced that Prime Instant Video will be the exclusive online-only subscription home for streaming the TV series Veronica Mars. 
Available right now, Prime customers can enjoy all three seasons of the popular Warner Brothers television series, starring Kristen Bell and caught up just in time for the March 14th debut of the Veronica Mars movie. Of course, I bought all the DVDs over the summer, and now they're all available for free. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Such is life. Yep. It's okay. I don't mind. HBO, again, has announced that the fourth season of Game of Thrones will premiere on Sunday, April 6th at 9 p.m. Anybody watching it? No. no, but the book series is my next plan. I got a Kindle for Christmas. Oh. So I'm reading something now, and when I finish that, I'm going to start reading the Game of Thrones. Cool. Yeah. And then I can't decide. Some people, you know, I would prefer to read the whole series and then watch the show. Mm-hmm. But um, this kid at work that has read them, he's reading them and watching them like simultaneously. Because I guess, unlike The Walking Dead, they follow the book like perfectly. Yeah. So he's like, it's nice to read one and then watch the show because like it's exact, you know, it's just a visual of what he just read. Yep. So, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. The other weird thing, too, is I don't think the books are technically done either. No, they're not. Right. So, even so, if you were to read them all, who knows, like, when the next one's going to come out and all that. Right. And, and they're kind of long, so I might do it, like, season by season. Like, yep. read a book and then watch the show and then read. But I haven't done it yet. See, I don't know what the book plans are, but I know the series is really popular. So, are we going to hit a point where the series has to go off of the books? Because there's no more books, but they're ready for more TV. Well, I was concerned with that a little bit with The Walking Dead, too, because it, like, flew through the whole prison thing. But they already kind of veered off anyway, right? They did, but, I mean, they're still bringing in characters that we know. So I'm like, at what point are they going to run out of characters that we know and bring in new? Because they keep killing people. That's not a bad thing. No, no. Because now you're really not going to know what's happening. Right. Right. And since Robert Kirkman's involved, it's his story. Yeah, he gets to write two different universes of the same characters which is interesting and now a third yep which is gonna be crazy yeah yeah with the the other series that they're still talking about yep. yeah although that's gonna be in the same universe as the series the it's current. gonna have the same reality but i guess it's gonna be completely like i mean just new yeah so yeah yeah hbo has also announced that the emmy winning drama series boardwalk empire will return for a fifth and final season this fall It's not a show that I've been watching, but some people really, really like it. They are getting a uh, last season coming up soon. Did you end up seeing The Purge, Mike? I don't remember. (laughs) It couldn't have been that memorable. What was it about? I thought you said you did. The one that was the one where they have the night where everyone can go nuts. There's no laws. Yeah, I didn't see it. You didn't. Oh, okay. I know you were excited about it. No, because the reviews were horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were. A release date and title has been set for the sequel to The Purge. Now officially titled The Purge Anarchy, the movie will hit theaters on June 20th, 2014. Really? Which is not that far away, so that kind of gets scary. Uh, Platinum Dunes producer Brad Fuller said of the film, the sequel to The Purge delivers on the promise of the original and and that we're not staying in the house. It's not a home invasion movie. You're out in the streets with people purging and a group of people who get stuck in the middle of it and have to get from point A to point B. Dude, that's what I thought the first one was going to be. Oh, okay. I'm hoping that that's a typo and it's supposed to say 2015. I know it's not my typo, but if it's the article's typo, uh, that means they're spending less time on this than they are Sharknado 2. (laughs) I mean, if it's already casted, right? I don't if know. They have a cast and everything. They could probably shoot a movie like that in 30, 60 days. Yeah, I know. It, the how first much special was, effects are there in the right, movie? Right, very like minimal. There's a lot of just post production period, though, just editing. Sound I mean, mixing. Even, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's there. it's a lot of work to get. That would be really quick. That would be to really get a movie quick. Out. 
I mean, not that I'm necessarily interested in seeing it, but I hope there. <laughs> I hope that's wrong. And it's 2015. Although, who wants to join that fray of summer 2015? Oh, God. That's going to be a nightmare to hop into because there's so much awesome stuff going on. We should just rent space in a theater to sleep there. (laughs) (laughs) Why leave? Every day there's something new. That'd be a way to get our pizzas in. We'll just have them delivered there and we'll stay for Ninja Turtles. Paramount Pictures and MGM have set a December 25th, 2014 release date for Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Yay! Yay! I know what I'm seeing this Christmas. Nice. (laughs) Very excited. Love the first one. Yeah, the first one's amazing. So good. That's it, though. That's it. That's the news. End of news. And end of show. End of show. <laughs> Any Roll final credit. thoughts? Something you want to plug? You can go to WesleyFitness.com and see the website that Rob built. Yay. And he's always adding more content. Yep. Because he's awesome like that. Double and, plug. And he can build you a website, too, if you want a business. That's true. And if uh, you don't, let your boss know. <laughs> I'm starting to get into that. <laughs> I'll be giving out some uh, additional contact information if people need some work done. Because I'm hoping to do more stuff on the web and more design stuff. Uh, To see the stuff we do, though, head to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thenightangel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. Link to their site can also be found on our site. Next week, it's been requested by people. It was going to happen again anyway, but <laughs> for those who requested it, uh, next week is coming the top 10 movie list of 2013. So look forward to that. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.